What's up, you data-hungry Amazon sellers? This is your host, Tommy Berenger of the Sell, Rank, Win podcast for Merchant Words. And in this podcast, we give you the answers to your most burning questions, actionable insights that you can take away and implement into your business today. So let's go ahead and dive right into today's episode. What do you say? Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sell, Rank, Win podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Berenger. And as always, we have a very special guest on with us today. My next guest went from working in construction to doing $10 million in sales in his own Amazon FBA business. He then sold that Amazon FBA business for seven figures. Now he's helping other Amazon sellers and brands get set up for acquisition. Without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce you to my good friend, John Elder from Black Label Advisor. How are you doing today, John? Tommy, I am doing great. It's so great to be back for another episode. Yes, I'm so glad you're back on. Um, if you guys don't know, we had John on, I think it was episode 21. So you need to check that out. John really knows his stuff. Um, and it was so nice of him to come back on. I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, we need to do a, a Q4 prepping podcast. You're my guy. Let's make it happen. And he got back right, to, uh, right, right away and I uh, said, let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me the answer is always going to be yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you. Much appreciated, John. Thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So for those uh, that do not know who you are and that do not know about Black Label Advisor, if you could just briefly tell us uh, a little bit about, about Black Label yeah, Advisor. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Label Advisor is kind of a boutique uh, consulting firm. Um, so uh, what I do is I offer uh, one-on-one hourly consulting sessions, and that's typically with clients, uh, it, honestly, ranging from beginning sellers to uh, $10 million business owners. Um, and and those are kind of like higher-level calls. Those are regular calls uh, that I offer. And then I also offer um, audits, uh, con- consulting services for op- listing optimization, and uh, copywriting services. So pretty much... Anything related to Amazon outside of PPC, uh, I am um, a good resource for people and, and work with um, all sorts of different people from different backgrounds. So it's a, it's a pretty cool uh, relationship I have with my clients. A lot of agencies out there um, are larger and they have all sorts of employees. And so I am my one employee and that's why it's kind of a boutique agency. So it's pretty, uh, pretty unique out there. Very cool. Um, yeah. So if you guys need any help there, John's your guy for sure um, in that space. So now, John, let's dig into the Q4 prepping, right? We need to, as Amazon sellers, get ready for Q4. Um, and you know that's why I have you on here to get this all figured out and set up. So after our listeners are done listening to this, they have all their T's crossed and their I's dotted. Yeah. So where Absolutely. do you want to where do you want to start here cuz I know there's a bit to cover but um I'll let you just go ahead and dive into what you think we should start with first what do you think Yeah so so I'll just we should actually dive into logistics and inventory planning first Sounds um, good let's so, do it So I'll just paint a picture for, for everyone if you can imagine the port of Long Beach there are hundreds of ships at sea waiting to be unloaded okay So Q4 is going to be an absolute cluster bomb this year. And I don't say that lightly. So every single logistics reporter is covering this. Uh, business reporters are covering it. Sellers are seeing it. Um, the delays in, with sea shipping is astounding. 
Okay. It's, it's astounding. So the, the, the topic we should cover is how to prep for that. Now we know that um, looking at last year, uh, for example, um, for Black Friday, Amazon had a um, a inventory check-in date by November 6th, and they had a check-in date deadline for uh, December 1st for Christmas sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everyone listening needs to cushion that with at least two weeks. Okay. So the updated dates haven't been published by Amazon yet, but going from last year and the years before, that's kind of roughly what we're looking at. Um, so you know, getting your stuff sent in, um, really thinking about air shipping your products. I understand a lot of people are like, you know, I don't want to spend that money this year, but you really have to look at your business holistically. If, if your top two SKUs, um, go out of stock December 10th, you are going to lose out on immense opportunity. Okay. So this is something I've had to do in past years. Uh, it's basically, you just, you kind of take a hit, and yeah. uh, the, hit, the hits, it, it looks a little different this year because a, a full, fully loaded C, uh, C container is um, it, right now it's ranging from fifteen grand to thirty thousand dollars. Okay, so historically that was like between three and five grand. So you have to really look at it and say, you know, crunch the numbers and maybe take a little bit of a hit, and maybe your margin's going to get compressed a little bit but you're still making that profit holistically for your business. Because if you miss out on those sales for Christmas time, um, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. And yeah. so uh, cushioning yourself from a logistics standpoint and tell, you know, this is where your conversation with the freight forwarder needs to happen and say, Hey, give me realistic dates. Uh, can we, can we ship out, you know, talk with your factory. Can we ship this out sooner? Um, some people kind of wait on the inventory. Um, uh, it, it right now it's a matter of time and today's, you know, September 15th, it's really crunch time right now. And, you know, even down to unloading at ports, we're going to be seeing massive delays. So kind of like stretching out a little bit in terms of landmass, go outside of the port of Long Beach, talk with your freight forwarder and say, Hey, can I bring it into Canada? Can I bring it into te- uh, Texas? Uh, can I bring it into, uh, the East coast? And then use train or rail, or sorry, use rail and trucking to get it to uh, the Amazon warehouses. So uh, people are going to have to really think outside the box this year. And if people thought last year was bad, yeah, w- what we're going to feel this year is the very worst. I mean, so, I, even even with manufacturing, because I'm experienced this with my own manufacturer right now. I've been using them for five years now, um, and it, it is just delays on top of delays with my manufacturing for one of my, one of my uh, SKUs, not all yeah. of them, but Have they mentioned uh, why that's happened. They, I mean, they just said it's regarding the materials. So, you know, yeah. gathering yeah. materials, that's always their step one, you know? So yeah, we're gathering, uh, they mentioned gathering the, the raw materials and then they yep. go ahead and then create the product. Right. So yep. that's kind of where, that has been, and I guess that could be a shipping issue within, you know, within China, you know, who knows, you know, I, yeah, I mean, that could be, that could also, be. And, and, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you got to account for it all, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every, every part of the process there has, there's the potential delay right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then you have to think about also the backlog at factories right now. They're not like, Oh, we'll take your order and good to go. No, they're backlog because of the material delay. There's a bunch of people in front of you right now. So, yes. 
Um, sellers just need to um, you Real- know, think on their have some right realistic now. realistic expectations right now for all that. Yes, Definitely. yes. And and for the for the sellers listening, the focus has to be it's okay. You know, you really have to think about your top sellers. Do whatever you can mm-hmm. to bring that those units in to Amazon um, to sell for Q4. Some of your like slow sellers, don't worry about those guys. Really just focus on, you know, honestly, most sellers that I work with, they have, um, you know, a small group of, let's just say home run products. You really need to focus on those because that brings in most of your revenue in your business. So absolutely that 80, 20 rule. Exactly. Exactly. And going back to something that you, uh, alluded to earlier, John is shipping, you know, some of the some of you brands out there, some of you sellers out there, are going to have to ship in uh, by air, and it's going to co- it might be a little bit more costly, but maybe just ship in half of what you usually would ship by sea, so you can at least get that product in for Q4. So that is um, a good point that you made earlier. Thank you. Yeah, for that. yeah, and, and a lot of people make the assumption that sea shipping is always going to be the best case for them, and you have to mm-hmm. you have to take into account you know the fact that with all the delays, you're looking at a two month vessel time shipping time. So you have to think, okay, air shipping, it's between five and seven days. Okay. That's really fast. Um, and then you have to do the math and a lot of people don't do the math and their math could be affected. I mean, especially if you're selling oversized items, you know, if, you know, if you're paying 20, 25,000 for a C container right now, you just got to do the math and see what that is on a per unit basis and see what, you know, FedEx air is on a per unit basis and then also get multiple quotes. A lot of people just assume you get one quote and that's it. You should be getting three quotes um, and doing sanity checks um, with either route you take. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, very important to get that in there or else you guys are going to be losing out on um, a lot of your money, and a lot of your sales and you know, get those high top selling products in there, just like John was saying. Um, all right. So What's what's next here? Should we move into cleaning up some listings here? What do you say? Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a kind of a boring subject because honestly, most sellers, uh, I'm guilty of this too. Is you know, you optimize your listing, you have everything, everything's great, and then you go a whole year and you're like, you know what, I I haven't even looked at this. Mm-hmm. Now is a good time to kind of like just go back to the drawing board. Do a self audit of your images. Uh, do an audit of your bullet points. Make sure everything's formatted correctly. Um, this is just kind of like a quick tip for the podcast, but add certain keywords like "gift," "Christmas" to your bullet points. So your bullet points that that gets all sent into the algorithm. So make sure you have some um, some things that are easily tweaked. So instead of saying, you know, uh, this radio is great for the house, say this gr- this radio is great for the house, and it's a great Christmas item. So, um, making those like small little tweaks for sales, uh, for Christmas time is huge. Um, and then just, just do an audit for your keywords, you know, really go back and look at your title and compare your title with your competitors, uh, use merchant words, for example, and go, um, go and look at your backend keywords to make sure that those are optimized, make sure you're targeting, um, the, the keywords that you want to be targeting and you're not stuffing it with a bunch of random stuff. Um, so really just do kind of a, some analysis yourself, uh, on, on your listing and 
Go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, no, what I was going to say is also um, we have a new product coming out uh, that will, and I and I would love to have you on as a beta tester. Um, that will just, you know, you plug in a couple of keywords, and we we have a, a proprietary proprietary AI algorithm that spits back spits back a entire Amazon listing um, within a minute. So um, that, I don't know if we can have that ready for Q4, but just that kind of made me think of that. So I want to uh, get you on the beta tester list for sure. If you're absolutely, willing. that sounds awesome. Awesome. So cool. Okay. So yeah, g- clean up your listings, guys. Don't say stay complacent. Uh, make sure you know you d- dig into Merchant Words and uh, figure out what are the most current searched keywords, most relevant uh, keywords being searched for your product at the moment, um, and make sure you switch out at least the title. Maybe update the title, um, and you know make sure you guys are in line to get some more eyeballs on your listings because everything is going to um, make a difference in your sales, especially coming Absolutely. up to fourth quarter here. Now, another thing that I wanted to speak to you about, John, and you wrote an article on this, um, I think it was a few weeks ago, is how important it is to optimize the pictures. And you were, you were alluding to that a little bit earlier as well. Um, you know, optimizing the, uh, the images on your Amazon listing, if we can go into that, because I think Absolutely. that's very important. Absolutely. And, and, and optimization comes down to, you know, sizing standards. Uh, but really the big picture for optimization is um, looking at conversion rates. And so you have to really ask yourself, especially with PPC, when someone comes and sees, you know, clicks on your picture, and then they see a zoomed up picture, they have about 60 seconds to look at that picture and look, maybe look at a couple pictures, maybe look at bullet points. Most people just skip over that stuff but they're really making a decision very fast based on your pictures. So really think about the features and, you know, if you're going to use lifestyle pictures, make sure you're showcasing the features with lifestyle pictures. A mistake I see all the time is people who, you know, are using lifestyle pictures, but they're not, it's not really like showing me anything special about your product. You know, anybody can post up a picture, basically take a, uh, a picture from stock photography edit it, put the, put your product in, and then there's nothing else. Okay. Like for example, if you're selling, if you're selling something like a, a, a kitchen knife, um, tell me, you know, do call outs, um, do an us versus them picture. Think about every single thing that your product is better than everyone else. And, you know, cu- it comes down to what's the material makeup of the blade of that knife. What's the handle? Is it ergonomic? Uh, what type of balance ratio does it have? So you, you should get into the mechanics and the in the in the weeds for that, um, and a lot of people don't, and so that's that's part of that. And then when you're uploading pictures, make sure you have um, keywords there uh, that make sense for that, and make sure your sizing is per the terms of service. And, and if anyone's um, um, needing that info, you just go to um, I think you could just Google search at Amazon uh, picture listing standards, and then there's a terms of service page. Uh, that tells you exactly the the pixels, uh, what to do for um, like saving the file on your computer and then uploading mm-hmm. it. Um, you, for example, if you're going to sell knives, you you're not going to want to have something that says um, uh, this this is a book, for example. So you want you want thing you want the keywords to make sense, um, and Amazon's pretty clear on what they expect for that. Absolutely, and. Um, going back to the pixels, I always make mine 1500 by 1500 because um, you want it this size so it is zoomable. Um, and if it's not over, I think, 
a thousand by a thousand, I believe it is. Um, I have to double check on that, but it yep. won't be zoomable. So you can't, you know, have the buyer come in and see a clearer picture of your images. And, it, and like John was saying, um, these Amazon buyers are buying with their eyes. They're coming in, looking at the pictures right away. Think about you guys when you're out there shopping on Amazon. What do you do? Maybe you'll read the title. And then you'll go ahead and go right to the pictures. Do you really read the description? Do you really read the bullet points? Those are mainly there for SEO purposes. Um, So going back to what John was saying earlier, you know, make sure that you have the right keywords in there in order to get some eyeballs to your listings. And then in turn, make sure you have some uh, good looking lifestyle photos in there. And then also um, add some, you know, add, uh, add some copy into those images as well. Not the main image, because then you will get your listing taken down, but the other photos there, you know, maybe just speak in a value proposition to your product. Um, You know, and just like, for example, you say kitchen knives, and if kitchen knives is the most relevant keyword to your product and has the highest amount of search volume, make sure you're using that in a sentence inside of those images. Absolutely. And, And something to keep in mind too, and a lot of people make this mistake is, don't have don't have um, a lot of randomness going on in your pictures. A lot of people do that, and really, um, if you go to uh, Anchor and Ker, you know the 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 super seller of chargers for phones. Everything they do is consistent. Okay, their color schemes are consistent. Their lifestyle images are consistent. Don't don't have a bunch of random lifestyle images. Have it have it look and feel cohesive. And, and honestly, we have so many examples of amazing photography on Amazon now. There's really no excuse to, 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 to upload a bunch of random stuff. So keep it really focused. And something else um, people should think about, the pictures are a great place to showcase that you support a charity. So, um, for example, um, I have yes. clients that support local charities. Um, I used to sell a product um, that that did well. Um, you know, for my demographic and there was a charity in Dallas that 1% or sorry, $1 per unit actually went to that charity. Um, and so that's, that's kind of rich for some people. So some people they do 1% and it's, it's, it's about giving back, but at the same time, you should be telling your customers that you're doing that. You shouldn't just like have that randomly in a bullet point. You should slam your marketing with that and say, if you're going to buy from me, know that I'm supporting this charity people, the conversion rates are going to go up and people want to be part of something bigger than just going on amazon.com and buying a product. If there's a founder story and let's say you love dogs and cats and you want to, you know, support a local charity, uh, for adoptions, do that, but put that into one of your pictures. And and that should be either in one of your uh, six pictures. I recommend a video for your seventh slot or put that in your A plus content, but you should have Anything that separates you from your competition, um, you know, promote that. So, you know, that's part of the listing cleanup for Q4 is really think about um, what is what is what is that customer looking for? And so that that helps to optimize not only for Q4, but long term for branding purposes. Absolutely. Uh, Could not agree more, John, incorporating some. Uh, giving back inside of your business model is very important, especially for giving back. And then also it shows that you're doing something right as a brand, as a business. And um, if you do choose, when you do choose a charity, if you are going to incorporate giving back in your business model, um, I would advise to make sure it makes sense to what your product is. If you can, like if you're selling maybe an educational product, give back to maybe 
um, something that supports schools for, you know, the youth, um, the underprivileged youth or something like that, you know, something that makes sense there. Um, you know, so if you, if you sell an educational product, you don't want to like give back to the birds or something, you know, it it wouldn't, wouldn't really make sense. But I mean, of course, if you are going to give back, that's great. But I just think that incorporating something that makes sense there as well, there are tons and tons of different, um, uh, different charities that you can look up online and find out a, a good one to go ahead and imp- incorporate with your business. And they would love to um, yeah. get some of your, some of your charity for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Um, all right. Looking at my list here, let's go. Okay. Let's dig into lightning deals. Now, um, you know, these could be from my experience, and I know your experience is a little bit different. I think we spoke about this before, but from my experience, it hasn't really worked for me, but I know for some brands it does. And just kind of hitting those lightning deals, if they're available in your account and just kind of, you know, supercharging that, that ranking in order to be ready to get set up for Q to Q, for Q4. So if you could dig into the lightning deals and how you would utilize that. Uh, so lightning deals, um, you're going to have offers come to you from Amazon. I don't think those offers have gone out yet. So probably expect that in October. And so Amazon's going to propose to you, the seller, um, what that deal is going to look like. And here's the percentage off that Amazon's wanting. You can either accept or deny that. And then you can also go into your, uh, under your advertising and deals, you could submit deal requests as well. Um, Amazon obviously has the control and power to accept those, deny those, or make tweaks to those. Um, really, the, the 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 benefit here is to have a massive boost to your B, to your BSR. So never look at lightning deals um, from a profit standpoint. And a lot of people are like, "What did he just say that?" So lightning deals are um, amazing for massively improving your BSR rank. And then that kind of drip feeds and spills over into 2022. And um, also, um, it's really helpful for getting rid of some inventory uh, quickly if you need to. So a lot of people are overstocked. You're going to see a lot of sellers in Q4 that um, ordered way too much. And so a lot of people are paranoid. And that's also why we have a lot of congestion right now at the ports. And um, they're just they're just going to have to you know think about getting rid of that because you know come January. Now you're sitting on it and now you're going to have all these excess storage fees. So um, focus on that and then really think about uh, which of your products you want to see that massive boost to BSR. Um, and, you know, um, a deal, a deal's, you know, 300 bucks for a lightning deal. Right. Um, so you have to, you know, do, you know, that's a question to you as a business owner. Is this worth it to me? Uh, for example, I always did a lightning deal every two to three months uh, for my top sellers. Um, so I wanted to protect my territory. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend all sellers listening right now to do that. Um, that's year round. So, you know, you could just call it once a quarter or once every two months. Um, that's something that's really effective uh, for maintaining your BSR. Kind of just ma- maintenance, right? Just hitting that lightning do- deal maybe once a quarter, um, maintaining that ranking, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can go outside of Amazon and you could do things like, um, you know, slickdeals.com. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's another avenue for people. So what you do there, and I, I did this as well. This is on, this is free and this is outside of the lightning deals. But you go to Slick Deals, you propose a deal through their site and you offer a discount code. 
So those customers are very, very engaged and it's kind of like a cult following. So they're very dedicated to each other, like providing real honest feedback. If your product sucks, they will rip you a new one. So just, you know, just <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, so, you know, but that, that can, you can offload hundreds, possibly thousands of units, uh, very fast, you know, within a week. So, um, that's something to think about as well. Um, uh, and then in terms kind of going outside of the lightning deals also, um, think about your pricing. So a lot of people are like, I'm going to maintain my price for my products, but then I'm going to increase all my bids for PPC. So it's kind of the correct answer is opposite of that. So think about um, actually maybe raising your price a little bit and not changing your bids for PPC. And then what you can do is increase your budgets for all your PPC. So a lot of people go in and they, and they tweak all their bids. Um, you really don't need to do that. So you have to think about you know perspective. You have four weeks of just it's just it's a madhouse. Okay, um, there's going to be plenty of traffic. You don't need to adjust your bids, but you should 3x and 4x. Um, that's the kind of decision you're going to have to make. But think about you know tripling or doubling your uh, your PPC budgets. And that goes for both uh, the custom campaigns and auto. And auto. So um, that's something to keep in mind. And then also um, adding a coupon deal. So there's a large segment of people out there who, you know, they might click your PPC ad, they'll go to your product. And I was actually on a call this morning about this. And I said, look, you don't, you don't have, you don't have a coupon set up. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, I, maybe I should add one. Um, so coupons, you're capturing a segment of the population that was hesitant to purchase your product uh, based on the price. But if there's a coupon, they will purchase from you. So it's not, you're not gaining like this huge increase of sales. You're just increasing a small percentage of your customer base that way. So, you know, coupons, uh, you know, it could be a dollar or it could be $5 or $10. It kind of depends on your price, you know, $100 product versus a $20 product. Uh, but uh, definitely add that coupon for Q4 and you could, you know, if it makes sense, you can definitely do it now. Um, and then also adjusting your price to always end with a nine, nine. So instead of, you know, pricing at $25, zero, zero, uh, definitely always add it, uh, to dot zero, zero. So, or sorry, dot nine, nine, um, that causes urgency. And I see that with sellers all the time. And, and especially during consulting calls. And I always ask them like, why did you do that? And they never have a good answer. And, um, you know, if you look at all the marketing materials out there, you know, 99 cents is going to cause urgency. And then the moment you go to zero, zero, that makes it look more expensive. And so your conversions will go up. Yeah, um, even nine, so, even, even dot nine, seven too. Nine, I play around with nine, seven and nine, absolutely. nine all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's where, you know, doing some, some split testing with pick food, things like that, that'll be helpful. Absolutely. And some, you know, it's weird. Some products do well with nine, seven and then others do well with nine, nine, but nothing does well with zero, zero. <laughs> Just don't do it. I always, yeah, I, I never put my products at, at zero, zero, always nine, seven, um, nine, nine. Definitely to, like you said, to create that urgency, like, um, you know, and look at making, it, it makes it look like it's on sale, you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And then another thing um, that I've been doing, and I wanted to pick your brain on this a bit, John, is um, I'll have my price, you know, uh, I'll have it high, not higher, not too much higher than the space in the market that I'm in. 
but then I will, you know, uh, the sales will go down a bit, but I'm getting more of a margin. But then once I go ahead and go back to my normal, my normal price to my quote unquote sale price, Amazon now shows this uh, red, um, red badge on your listing. I forgot exactly what it says, but it's like, you know, it says lowest price offered, you know, or, or since a certain amount of time, because Amazon will track what your price is. And then if you offer it, you know, a, a dollar or two lower, Amazon will give you this badge. And then that makes you stick out as well. So th- that's also a strategy is right now, maybe keep your price a little bit high. It could, you know what I mean? It will if just, you know, a little bit of a disclaimer, it will affect your ranking possibly depending on the space that you're in. Of course, there's a lot of variables, but it's good to test out. So maybe keep it at maybe, not, I'm not saying increase your price dramatically and you know um, outprice the entire sp- space you're in. Say there's an average price of maybe, um, I don't know, $20 in your space. Maybe have yours uh, offered for 21 or 22 and then drop it back down to your price that you that you usually offer it at and you'll get that badge which will make you stick out and will it, it will increase your sales absolutely absolutely and, and that's it's something to think about but most i i would say people are blind to that uh, as long as it's not like some like crazy number like 50 dollars higher you know and, and and a lot of sellers i mean you're gonna get in trouble for that anyways on amazon you know there's a threshold you can only really increase your price incrementally by a small percentage. And so honestly, you should be doing this year round is incrementally increasing your price, um, you know, possibly every month, every couple of weeks, uh, really mm-hmm. testing the market to make sure you're not leaving any money on the table. And here's a reality check. Inflation is here. Everyone's prices are growing up. And so uh, as long as you justify the higher price with, you, you know, premium materials, um, incredible bundling, um, awesome product that, that, that should be fine. Um, it's not going to work for, you know, selling, you know, random trinkets and and stuff that's just complete garbage, but Mm. you're selling something, especially something that's unique, you know, whether that's a special design where you have a design patent, um, and no one else is allowed to sell that you, you should be increasing your price because people are going to, you know, see that as, Oh, wow, that's really exclusive. There's no other seller that has that specific design. I'm going to purchase from you for a higher price. Um, so that's that's something to, to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, raising your price a little bit during Q4 makes a lot of sense because uh, people uh, blindly shop. And so people are not you know going around comparing prices. <laughs> so they're just yeah. like, oh, it looks cool. Buy it, buy it, buy it for my yeah. kid. So yeah, and I and I'm I'm look I'm looking at my listing now and I do have it in front of me. So basically it's a red badge that says save and then however much the percentage is. Uh, in my case it says say 17%. So it shows like you know what it was and then what you are now offering it at now. And then next to that save 17%, it says lowest price in 30 days. So it's just kind of cool to have that because you know that will make people uh, it's worked for me in my space. So you know, like I said, there's always lots of different variables and from uh, each different market, but you know, uh, like we're saying, just test it out if you like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and in terms of pricing, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a madhouse for Christmas sales. And, um, there's a tool out there called, uh, camel, camel, camel.com. And, um, that's a great free tool for sellers to, to go back in time and look at the pricing history of their competitors. And you'll, 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 you know, you'll be able to see everything. So you'll see, you know, when they raise their price, um, how long did they keep the higher price? 
Um, it'll tell you if um, the higher price was not successful in their space. Yep. Um, so you can learn from other sellers what they did and not have to test anything. So be like, you know what? I've seen three sellers. They tested the $5 higher price and that did not work. So it's, 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 a, it's a great tool. So besides ad, I know we spoke a bit about some ad strategy. So besides increasing bids, increasing budgets, do you recommend maybe um, uh, incorporating some different ad types? Um, I know video is working a lot uh, for my side of things, and it looks like some other people as well. Um, maybe, you know, I would say to try to reach out to someone on Fiverr um, and maybe try to get a, a product video done so you can try to produce some uh, video ads. And I don't know, I wanted to see what what else you thought on that end. Yeah, video ads are really, really successful. Um, it's just that it, it's that visual element. It helps me understand quickly versus just clicking on a uh, on a picture ad. Um, it's very effective. It, just keep this in mind, you know, everyone listening, um, you know, you're going into Q4. Um, so if you have time to test that, um, you may, you may not have enough time to truly know if that's successful. If you have, for example, if you have strong ACOS on your PPC campaigns and, uh, you have some banner, maybe you have some banner, uh, ads, things like that. You may want to stick with those and spend all your money just by doubling and tripling uh, those PPC budgets. So, so it, that's something more like I would kind of tend to say you might want to experiment with that in 2022 and 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 test that and get ready for Q4 of next year for that um, because we're just we're getting really close uh, to right. you know to game time. <laughs> Maybe just dig into what's working now and wait for the experimentation next year, right? Is what yeah, you're because saying. because honestly, <laughs> if you're, exactly. I mean, if your if your ACOS is is strong and and mm-hmm. you had you know you have everything dialed in, you know whether you're using an agency or doing a DIY, if you if you have strong sales and, and you're happy, um, Christmas sales. It's really honestly about just increasing your budgets, and and you don't need to be tweaking your bids. And so Amazon, obviously Amazon, you know, wants you to increase your bids, yeah. but um, you really don't have to. So onward we go. <laughs> onward and upward. That's right. All right, guys. So I'm just going to kind of just, you know, just give a quick bullet pointed list. You guys definitely could live, uh, listen to this back. Some great uh, value bombs in here. So make sure your inventory is good. You're, you're talking to your manufacturers and to your, um, to your shipping agents to make sure that you're going to get your product into Amazon before uh, the fourth quarter here. So you can make sure you don't lose out any sales, clean up those listings, um, you know, dig into merchant words, type in your main keywords um, to figure out what are the most relevant current relevant keywords. Maybe you need to update some of your uh, titles, some of your bullet points on your back end, and then also going into optimizing your images. So you want to make sure you have those good lifestyle shots, add some main keywords um, with a good value proposition inside of your images because the list, the uh, the buyers are buying with their eyes, meaning they're looking at the pictures. They're not always reading the entire listing. I wonder, I, I really want to take a survey on how many people have read an entire listing on Amazon. Um, I'm pretty sure there's people out there who do that, but I'm pretty sure it is a very low percentage. Um, so then, okay, going into looking at my list here, uh, lightning deals. So lightning deals to kind of boost that ranking at a lightning deal. Now, if it's offered to you 
to in, uh, increase that organic ranking up to that fourth quarter. So you're there, you're there at the top of the page. Um, and then also slick deals was mentioned. That's a good idea as well. Um, and make sure your pricing is right. And that's everything I have on here. I'm sure I missed something. Oh yeah. Video. Don't, don't <laughs> if you have video and in the, a, in the ACOS is working there, you know, double down on it. Like John was saying. Um, but if you haven't tested it, don't test it yet maybe next year, but then any of your ads that are working, just, you know, double those budgets. You'll live into Amazon selling success into the fourth corner. Anything I missed there, John? On no, the no, 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 that's good. That's good. I'll give it a, a little, uh, just a last little tidbit. So this is something that um, is really easy to do. Um, if your product makes sense uh, from a gifting standpoint or a stocking stuffer standpoint, um, it's, it's actually really easy to do. So you can add some Christmas styling images, um, into your existing images. So whether that's, you know, putting a little stocking in the corner of your image or putting a little bow, um, don't do this on your first image. If you do see competitors do it on their first image, go ahead and report them because that's totally, you know, not allowed. Uh, but on uh, pictures two through seven, um, think about adding some styling there. That makes sense. Basically uploading those images for those five weeks um, and then and then going back to your normal images after that. And you can get these images on Canva, which I use. I think it's like seven or 10 bucks a month. Um, you know, very good investment for your business. Just, you know, throw your images in there, put a little stocking or, you know, some mistletoe or something yeah. up in the corner. Um, you know, just, just, just to have that Christmas vibe around your product. Good. Very good point, John. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, well, I just want to say thank you again for hopping on. Love the baby in the background. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. My kids too, they're at school right now or else they, you would hear them as well. I'm sure they're peppered throughout all of my that's, episodes. That's, that's the problem with a really nice mic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it picks up everything. Right? I know. I know. Love it. Love it. Um, so cool. Um, thank you again, John, for coming on. And as you know, at the end of every one of our podcasts, we like to have our guests give our listeners one takeaway that they can implement into their business or into their lives. So what do you got for them? Um, gosh, I, I forget what I said on the last episode, but I would say um, just really focus on saying yes to your customer um, all the way up to even if you you know are like really suspicious of someone scamming you on Amazon, uh, go ahead and just make their day. You know, whether that's a refund or a replacement product, uh, it's really, you know, the number of people that are trying to scam sellers is very, very low. Um, so, you know, if you have suspicion about it, just go ahead and and and, and make their day. You know, the, the answer, you should never be debating with your customers. You know, if they, if someone comes in and says, um, you know, this product broke, like, don't, don't go asking for pictures and say like, send me a video, you know, proving that just send them a replacement product because, you know, maybe they are scammers or maybe they're someone who's like lying about something, but what they're going to take away from that is, oh my gosh, like this person is like a really strong business owner. Um, so really just put your customers first all the way down to those people that you have suspicions for. And just think about, you know, how you would want to be treated by a seller you know, whether that's a, a DTC site or, um, or a seller on Amazon, um, you want your day to be made. You know, you don't, life is so busy that you don't want to have to deal with like weird conversations with sellers. So the answer should be yes, 
I want to make your day, you know, and do, you know, refund or product replacements. Always totally agree. Thank you for saying this, John. Always go above and beyond for your customers. When I get that message on my phone, that alert from uh, someone uh, sending me a message like, oh, I'm I'm missing a part, you know, you know, kind of disgruntled a bit, you know, treat them with the utmost respect. It will come back to you tenfold. I promise. I promise. I promise. Like for one of my products, there is a part missing. Um, and that was my fault because that round, I did not get an inspection. So that goes to back to make sure you get inspections. Yeah. I use top one inspections and that's like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Use, I use top one T O P W I N. They're fantastic. Lynn, she's great over there anyways. So, um, I'll, I'll respond to them right away. And then I will, for the one that was missing a part, I just sent her a whole entire new product and she was just over the moon. She and then they're going to be your cheerleader customers to go ahead and talk about you to other people, which is going to make your yeah. brand better, which is going to make your business better, um, and they're going to give you some good reviews Absolutely. that way as well. Absolutely, so, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just end on this quick little story. So I sold um, a uh, a really successful uh, grouping of products. Uh, there it was in the outdoor kids uh, toy category, and uh, if you ever have. Someone that comes and approaches you and says, "Hey, Mister Business Owner, um, you know I run like this business or this charity or this daycare. You know, um, you know I'm interested in uh, getting a free product from you. And we're kind of like, you know, we're kind of a bootstrap thing. We rely on charity money. You know, really think about making their day. And so those people, so just think outside the box here. They have social media, so they also have a friend network." And so if you do that and say, you know, even if it's a, this was a hundred dollar product. So this is, you know, this is not a cheap product I sold. And so, um, sending to them, um, resulted in amazing fanfare. So, um, it's amazing what happens when you, you know, view it through the lens of the return on investment, you know, whether $50 product or a hundred dollar product, uh, the long-term return on investment and the impact on social media. So don't, don't just look at it from a numbers perspective. Um, look at it from a long-term return on investment perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, that's fantastic. Um, so John, uh, where can people find you if they would like to reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm active on uh, Facebook and Twitter on Twitter. It's uh, the, the handle is uh, black label a D V S R um, just updated that actually. So it's easier to find me. Um, and then if you go to my site, blacklabeladvisor.com, uh, I'm on there, I have a contact form. Um, I'm, I'm active everywhere. So, you know, never think I'm never going to respond out back to you. So, uh, feel free to contact me on there. Awesome. Well, again, John, thank you so much for coming on the show, taking time out of your very busy day. Um, and yeah, please guys reach out to John. He really knows his stuff. That's why I invited him on uh, for this podcast and hopefully some future podcasts here. Uh, so thank you again, John. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Tommy, it's great to be on again. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you got any value out of this podcast at all, please let us know at the place that you listen to it at, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. Give us some love. Give us an awesome review and let us know maybe uh, some things you want us to talk about on the next podcast. Till next time, guys, stay awesome and be awesome.